Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Tantadile, Totodile, aka Tanner Green Ring, and my co host, Chikoritosh, Chikorita, aka Joshua Fialstad, play through every single Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. And when I say every single Pokemon game, I mean most of them because there's games that we're not going to play. There's already games we've missed, like Pokemon Puzzle League for the N64. Pokemon Channel for the GameCube. Pokemon Channel for the GameCube. (laughs) Maybe someday. Who knows? Maybe we'll go revisit all of them, but for now... We're doing the the real good shit. The main The mainline shit. We're just mainlining it. And now we're on season 4B. Yeah. Playing through Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. It's episode one. It's a new start, a new journey. A game we've played before, but now brought to life in full 3D, 16-bit glory. It's probably 32-bit by now, do you think? I don't know. I don't know how those bits work. I don't know how bits work either. But there's definitely a lot more bits than gold and silver. Tons of bits. And full color and 3D models and the sprites of all the Pokemon are looking good. They move around too. They move around a little bit, yeah. They bebop and scott. They follow you? Ugh. Every Pokemon, no matter who you have up front, they got an animation and just trots around with you. They'll just pop around behind you. Yeah, it's cute. So sweet. I had a hoot hoot following me around. Do you notice how much of this leg you see its two feet? Because it will like hop with one and then alternate with the other. Yeah. Two legs confirmed. Two legs confirmed. And it. I think upgrade for hoot hoot this gen. Hoot hoot rises in my ranks a little bit. Is it still you make me barf? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some introspection to figure that out i felt that its eyes were more cross-eyed as well which i also liked kind of cute yeah we'll see see. yeah i don't know the sprites are definitely winning me over in this game there's a lot of cool new sprites that i like yeah and hoot hoot is one of them um but so is totodile which is my starter because joshua we're playing a nuzlocke run oh yeah we are because it's a remake and when we do remakes we do nuzlocke runs and we've added some spicy new rules the first of which was uh, about a week ago, we did a poll on Twitter where we asked the bug catchers to decide which starters we should use. For you, they chose Chikorita. Chikorita. It wasn't even like a it wasn't even like a contest. It was like seventy five percent Chikorita. Which, as far as I could tell from the comments and from my experience now playing, seems like some kind of a fucking statement against me. Yeah, because Chikorita is not easy. Yeah. Obviously, the first gym is flying type, so I couldn't even touch Chikorita. For me, it was a toss-up right until the end, to be honest. At times, it seemed like Cyndaquil was going to win. Right. At times, it seemed like we were both possibly going to be running a Chikorita. But in the end, just barely squeaked by Totodile. So that was rule number one. Should we just go through all the Nuzlocke rules? Yeah. I think we could kind of cruise through like the main ones. Not a lot of the core rules have changed from last time. Yeah. We really only have like one significant change and then one minor change, I think. Core rule number one is that when a Pokemon faints, it's dead and you have to release it as soon as you're able to, except if it's a shiny. Yeah, we added Shinies that. can go into the box. <laughs> yeah. We've still never seen a shiny in all of these no hundreds like of hours of playing chance. this and recording yeah but we had bug catchers who requested it last time and it's mostly for all of you if you catch a shiny then sure it's fine but i don't think we're gonna see it maybe this is the game core rule number two you can only catch the first pokemon you encounter in each area 
that does not include static encounters. So like if you're forced to see a Snorlax, right, then that doesn't count. Or like in this leg, you have to go up to Mr. Pokemon's house and back to Newbark and you encounter a lot of Pokemon on the way, but because you don't have Pokeballs yet, right, it doesn't count. Have to have access to Pokeballs. There are certain areas that have lots of sub areas like the Safari Zone or National Park. Yeah. So those, each of those sub areas count as an area catchable area yeah we also called out if you are fortunate enough to have or in, invest in a poke walker yeah the roots on that count as different areas tbd we might introduce that but we'd already might need sunk to get one. a fair amount of money into yeah. just trying to get a damn cartridge for this thing right <laughs> and then the last exception is a new one yeah by popular one. request from last time we did a nuzlocke run with fire red and leaf green if we've already caught a Pokemon, then if we encounter it again, if it's our first encounter in a, in a new zone, we can skip it and catch the next encounter. Dupes Claws. I want to add to this rule that we are allowed to do that five times. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, you're do, you're do adding this on the fly? I was reading up on it, and that's like apparently the standard Dupes Claws is you get five tries. Five tries. Okay. So if you encounter so you a Pidgey. track that as well. If you catch a Pidgey and catch and go to a new route and all you encounter is Pidgeys, on your fifth one, your option is either to catch that Pidgey or just give up on the route. Okay. Fine. Fine. Otherwise, you, you could just be there forever, you know? I see. And that's useful for no one. I see what you're saying. The third core rule is that you have to catch all of your own Pokemon. You can't get them via gift or via trade. So even this route, there's a man who offers us an onyx for a bell sprout and i had to politely decline and say no sir yeah no sir which if you were not doing a nuzlocke good trade because of a uh, faulkner also in game scripted events so when we uh if we ever encounter a um snorlax blocking the road and battle it that snorlax is off limits yes Core rule number four, we all have to name all of our pokemon to form meaningful and close bonds with them standard Mm -hmm. core rule number five is that guest and host battles don't count it's just a dream sequence yeah that's for so us we don't have to release any dead pokemon core rule number six daycare center may not be used that's new we just needed to clarify that now that there's breeding and there are multiple daycare centers mm -hmm. you can't use it core rule number seven should be obvious but no restarting or reloading just because something didn't go your way and then we've updated the tagline on this one to no, no secretary, secretary of, of cheats cheats I think it should be secretaries of cheatsportation, but I didn't write it. Someone else did. Uh, you could copy edit. You didn't have to. <laughs> didn't have to just run with my my wording there. Secretaries of cheatsportation. Yeah. That's and then right. we've got some some fun and spicy bonus rules. Yes. To go over. These are extra spicy. The first is. For all of you, it's the same as last time where your trainer ID determines your starter. So if your trainer ID starts one through three, it's a grass type, four through six, fire type, seven through nine, water type, and zero, you choose. For us, we obviously did the poll on Twitter. And you know, you do that too if you want. Go to your Twitter and ask your Twitter followers which starter you should use. Oh yeah, that's fun. I'm sure without any context, that'll be totally well received. Yeah, don't explain it, in fact. The next bonus rule is called the Champions Clause. We lifted it from some other house rules. Oh, yeah. Uh, once we get to Goldenrod, we can import an egg from one of our previous playthroughs. But then every other rule applies to that egg. 
and the Pokemon that comes out of it. So this is a, uh, we dubbed it the champion's clause because I thought that was sort of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it, it will relate to the next rule, but shout out to Colin McIsaac, who is a host of Nintendo Week and someone who we may have collaborated with on a podcast. Yeah. So he told us that this was a weird and interesting Nuzlocke rule that you can do. So this one is sort of like an asterisk to the core rule three. This is the only egg you can trade in. Yeah. But it can be whatever you want. So go and do your breeding in your last games. Yeah. And figure out who you want to send through and then send them through. Yes. And it relates nicely to bonus rule number three. Bonus rule number three, if a Pokemon faints, it may be revived once as a Zombiemon. Yeah. Zombiemon may not be healed by healing items and may only be healed at a Poke Center if another healthy Pokemon from your box is sacrificed. So in other words, if you got a bunch of chaff in your box, you can feed them to the zombie to, to heal the zombie. Yeah. But once that zombie's dead, it's dead. And of course, ghost Pokemon cannot be zombies. Right. I mean, how That doesn't make any sense. Think, think about it. Like, how, yeah. how could they be resurrected? So that one's going to be interesting. If we got a hero on our team, we can bring him back, but we do have to give something up. Yeah. And it seems like more of a mid to late game thing, especially with... Uh, the dupes clause eventually being depleted so you could end up with a bunch of like pidgeys and rattatas and shit and then just be like fine i'm just gonna sacrifice them yep it really incentivizes making sure you catch a pokemon on every single route because i remember last time we did a nuzlocke there were whole routes that we would sometimes skip because it's like well i don't need another fucking pidgey yeah you know and also there maybe there were a couple where i accidentally killed the wild (laughs) pokemon and then i couldn't catch them you have to be more careful this time you need meat for your zombie boys. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have a store of a, a cache of Pokemon. Bonus rule number four is already proving to be absolutely brutal. Yeah, and we may have to cut it. It's bad. But bonus rule number four is you can only level your Pokemon up to the level of the next gym leader's highest level Pokemon. So this week we took on Faulkner. Faulkner had a level thirteen Pidgeotto. Yeah, this is a problem for me. And. This was a brutal roll, and we might have to get rid of it. We did this adjustment because bug catchers who played along or listened along in season three when we played Fire Red Leaf Green, this was in lieu of the rule where you could only bring into a gym battle, a boss battle, as many Pokemon as they had because we thought that sucked. Yeah. And then we thought this will be fine. And this sucks even more. This is probably quickly going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bonus rule number five is gyms are checkpoints if we white out after a gym we can go back to that gym release all the pokemon we caught in the interim and restart as though nothing ever happened yeah and that's just because like we have a podcast to make yeah so we can't like reasonably restart the entire game you can yeah you can if you want but but we, we, we can't live like that and then bonus rule number six is the HM rule, which is that if we uh, have a Pokemon that can learn an HM, we have to teach it to it. But if we don't, we can go back and catch a Pokemon in an old route where we already caught a Pokemon just to teach it HMs. Yeah. And that's it. That's the, the rules of this Nuzlocke run. Joshy? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, it's going to be a journey. A little scary because Dark Gold Soul Silver is 16 gyms, so we're going to be doing this for a long time. Yep. Lots of chaff for the grinder. Yeah, uh, there's a YouTube channel that I found the other night when I was a little tipsy uh-huh. Been called there. Ordinary Sausage, where a guy, the nice <laughs> part is that each of the videos is only like two minutes long, but this guy will 
grind anything you suggest in a meat grinder and pack it into a sausage casing and cook it up and eat the sausage. Jesus. And it's like that a- is what my Pokemon team is going to be like this season. Like an even more deranged version of that. Like what, what was it fucking like CNET or something weird series where it was, will it blend? Will it blend? Yeah. And they just take like the newest hot gadget and throw it in a blender and like, yeah, see what happens. It'll blend. This is, that's yeah, this guy will pack, this guy will pack whatever into a sausage casing <laughs> and eat it. So it, does it have to be a food type or it could just be? Yeah, it has to be a food type because he has okay. to eat it. Okay. But like, for instance, he did, I, I saw one the other day where he did water sausage. I saw one where he did sausage casing sausage, where he just packed a bunch of other sausage casings into a sausage casing and Same cooked time. it up and ate it. But okay. then he'll do like filet mignon, you know? Sure. He'll do like Kobe beef. So, <laughs> so it's a real toss up. Interesting. Anyway, check that out. He's funny. New season, new characters, new guys that we're playing. Yeah. So long, uh, Steve Brie Human Vander and, and, and Brie Vander. There's a couple of new hotshot trainers in town. Do you want to tell me about your character for this this leg? Sure. So my character, this leg, is a young, malleable child from, you know, New Barktown. Your regular kind of kid. Okay. Little nerdy. Uh, trying to figure out his his way in life, what what his calling will be. Sure. He came across this sort of uh, he was out over at like a uh, Pokemon Mart, and he saw something a little. It looked like a little spicy, like you know the covers a little like obscured by another cover, and he saw a couple of like ears popping up. Okay. Over the other cover, and he he grabbed it. He was intrigued by the ears. He sees the cover, and it's got a giant a low punny on it. Okay. And then, and then it said, you know, exclusive interview, T Green Ring and 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 Steve Human right on there. Okay. And he wanted to he wanted to get to the bottom of what was so alluring about this this low punny on here. And it, what he found was an interview with a character uh, named Steve Human. Yeah, I know. Him. Over in Sinnoh. and this guy Steve Human was just talking about. This kind of wild stuff that he'd been getting into in his adventures over in Sinnoh, like kind of a party guy, right? Hanging out with a bunch of friends, yeah. getting into trouble, drinking a lot, road trip, uh, yeah. finding <laughs> finding wives, kids, like along the way, like falling in yeah, love, yeah. settling down. It's sort of this beautiful story, and Stanner decided that maybe what he should do is follow in the footsteps of Steve Human, Stan Steve Human. And go and set out on his own journey, find some buds yeah. out in Johto and do the same thing and go find some trouble out there. Where's the low punny come in? Uh, well, like I said, there, there was a T Green Ring was, was mentioned you say, in this you as well. You say T Green Ring as though you're obscuring my name, but since my last name is made up and only belongs <laughs> to three people in the world, me, my wife, and my son. Yeah. It's pretty clear who T Green Ring is. So yeah, there was another article that was an interview. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like way in the back of the magazine, and it was about this relationship that this T Green Ring has with his low punny. Consensual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. The, the low the low punny is. <laughs> you've never seen a low punny that's treated better than this. So Stanner is Steve Human's biggest fan. Yes, yeah, Stanner is a trainer type. It's a stanner. 
It's someone uh, who, okay. who stands. It's someone who stands. Yeah, Stanner. I mean, that's not to say, like, you know, he read that article about T. Green Ring as well and, like, you know. Unlock some feelings within him. Unlock yeah. some interest within him. Yeah, and he, he takes that magazine everywhere he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Okay, good. Makes sense. That'll sort of inform some of the names of the Pokemon. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you had me fill out a long survey... Right. Describing some of the things I like most. There was sort of a uh, a section that was like twenty five things you don't know about me, uh, in the sure, magazine. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's like a little sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like so he wants to live up to his heroes, T Green Ring and and uh, Steve Human. So maybe maybe that will come into play when he needs to name his new friends. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll He's see. He's a super impressionable young man. So yeah. Who knows what's going to happen to him? Hope he'll, don't hopefully let the, be okay. Don't let the, the alt-right get a hold of him. I'm glad he found something positive to channel his, his energy and focus into. <laughs> At know? least he found this magazine before he met anyone from Team Rocket, you know? Yeah. They're a real right-wing outfit out here in Johto, I hear. My guy's name is... He's an attorney. Okay. <laughs> okay. My guy is an attorney, um, adult man. His name is Attorney William Nathaniel Testament. Wow. Yeah. That's a name. Attorney Will and Testament. <laughs> okay. Taking a page out of uh, Brie Van Der's book. Yeah, and he's an estate lawyer. Wow. And he's got a, a lot of clients who are sort of approaching uh, end of life, and he helps them with their end of life arrangements, including sort of that hospice care stuff. He helps them get their wills in order. That's nice. Helps them make sure that they're taken care of in their their like final days bequeathals their their bequests are are in order so that when they if they do pass because they're you know quite old quite frail should they pass their assets will be distributed responsibly sure so he's got a team of pokemon who you know could drop at any moment (laughs) oh my god I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's, you know, oh it's, it's just part of the territory, you know? It's a circle it's of life. It's not fun, but it's, it's yeah, it's, you know, we, you just have to treat death with respect and reverence and respect it. can't be afraid of it. You just have to, to embrace it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he will be, um, he'll be managing the, the estates of all the Pokemon on his team. Okay. And should they die, they will each be named after a prominent charity. <laughs> okay. So are these like rich people's Pokemon? Where did the Pokemon get their assets? Yeah, no, they're rich. Po- they're well, they're like they're dead, like they're elderly people's Pokemon. Okay. And when the people die, he sort of inherits them. All right. And these Pokemon sure. are all named after prominent charities. <laughs> and uh, I can't okay. believe I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Should are you any going of my Pokemon <laughs> die? Oh, okay. I will donate. <laughs> money oh my god to the charity that it's named after wow wow uh, i don't know why i decided to do this what i wanted to i wanted to disincentivize any of my pokemon dying but it also is all for a good cause so it's like right that that's not much. you're just a very compassionate generous human being yeah Tinkering. so we'll see this is gonna suck <laughs> Could add up by I the haven't end. decided whether or not h- how much I'm donating yet. It'll kind of depend. Maybe it on should how be what their some, level is. Some personal issues shake out in the near future. <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll be their Pokemon number, and it's like, nope, that's a bad idea. Well, you could do it by their level that they it might just be like expire at. 
Might be five bucks. Although eventually per. that could get a little Might rough. be ten bucks per. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. We'll see. But I will be naming all my Pokemon after <laughs> charities and donating to those charities should those Pokemon die. Okay. Uh, random charities? Charities that... Uh, uh, all informed by the Pokemon. Okay. In question. Okay, interesting. We'll see how that works when we get to level check, I guess. Yeah. That's the intro. That's... That's the intro. That's our teams. That's our guys. That's the rules to this Nuzlocke run. Please do play along. We find ourselves in New Barktown, a familiar sight. Yeah. We are fully fleshed out in beautiful 16 slash 32-bit glory. 16 plus. 16 plus glory. Yeah. We walk downstairs. There's mom. She says, uh, Attorney Will. <laughs> <laughs> you're just back home. Did you, you just graduated. You just got your degree. You just, you're coming just home. The bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. She really was like, it. you know, you got to just go out there and get some real life experience and maybe make some friends. And get like, some wins under your belt. Yeah, in the court yeah. Room. He doesn't do litigation. Oh, he's not a he trial lawyer. Estate, yeah. He just right. does estate stuff. Yeah. So he's not really in the courtroom all that often. He's empathetic, you know. That's why he decided to do this. He realized he had a way with people. And he was like, well, I can deal with a room full of crying people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something I forgot to ask is Stanner identify as male or female? Oh, it's a uh, male. Okay, so you encountered Lyra too then. Yeah. Lyra's new, right? Yeah, that is new. I'm assuming it's like Platinum where we fought with Dawn or like Dawn was hanging around. Like Dawn or Lucas in Platinum. It's the female character if you had chosen female. And it's like the know. third wheel who yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess probably implies, like, we know that the like long-haired kid is going to be our rival like in Gold and Silver. So Lyra is, yeah, probably a parallel for like Dawn slash Brenda. Just some like someone who like builds you up and like helps you out. But I don't, I don't know if we're probably not going to battle them. Right. So yeah, Lyra comes and assaults you. Um, I don't know what the, the male equivalent of Lyra would be. I think it's Ethan. I saw this earlier. Ethan. Okay. Yeah. And this is like someone who Professor Elm originally sends to like do his errand to Mr. Pokemon, I think. Like, he's just recruiting the village children to, like, go out in the woods and meet up with this old man. Yeah, That's yeah, his yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You encounter her, and she ushers you back to Professor Elm's workshop, and there he obviously gives you the choice between Cyndaquil, Totodile, and Chikorita. Obviously, you know who we picked, but yep. after that, she kind of walks you through the tutorial stuff. You learn how to fight Pokemon. You learn how to catch Pokemon. But then Dr. Elm has a mission for you, which is to get up to Mr. Pokemon's house. Yeah, Mr. Pokemon. To fetch an egg. You there, boy. <laughs> fetch me fetch an egg. Fetch me the fattest Christmas egg you can find. <laughs> so, yeah, you make your... I go for a Kinder Egg, but... You make your way up there, and you're, you're obviously blown by some of the sights of Johto. Route 29, Cherry Grove City. Try to pick up some apricorns, which you can't, because there's no way to put them. Yet. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's another, you know, that's another one of the big changes, actually, that I think I'm into, is that all of the berry trees are replaced with apricorn trees. Yeah, and you can go fetch a berry off of them once every 24 hours, and I made it a point. In apricorn. uh, Sorry, in apricorn. Josh and I were toying with the idea of... (laughs) not being able to use pokeballs 
or only being able to use five Pokeball. We can buy five Pokeballs per city, but everything else had to be Apricorn Balls. Yeah. Ultimately, we did not end up going with that, but I forgot that and made it a point to open my Game Boy every single day and go and fetch Apricorns. <laughs> yeah, the issue was that, like, obviously it was sort of unhinged, like, on premise, but then also there's no just straight-up Pokeball equivalent or, like, Great Ball equivalent. Right. Apricorn ball, like they all have some weird feature and it's like a level ball or like a heavy ball. The apricorn balls are interesting and do cool things, but none of them are like make catching Pokemon any easier. And so we could have ended up in a scenario where like we're just lugging like all these apricorn balls and hucking them at Pokemon and then you could just not have a good correlation and then just not catch anything. Right, right, right. At all. So we gave up on that, but (laughs) I still, in my like, lizard brain was like must have apricorns oh i'm also collecting collected all the apricorns like a like a chipmunk before winter yeah so then we've we make our way to mr pokemon's house he's the same fucking freak he was in the last game oak's visiting him and oak is promoting his radio show slash podcast that he he hosts over in goldenrod right i hope if they do another remake of this that they update it to be podcasts that would be really fun why would they do a third remake of this I guess they did with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. They could give it the Let's Go treatment. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Make it a podcast. Teach these kids about podcasts. Get them into podcasting. Radio's dead. Yeah. Mr. Pokemon has the egg. He gives it to you. Yeah, he wants Elm to analyze it. Oak is there, and he gives you the the Pokedex. Yeah, he's very like enchanted by this young man with these this glint in his glasses. Yeah. Looking out. The cool thing about the bottom screen in this game mm. is... Let's talk about that bottom screen. It, th- this is Wow. This game previously was on Nintendo DS. We've got that bottom screen to contend with, and I feel like so far, I guess we've only played, well, two games. We've played Ruby and... No, the first one, the DS one is uh, Platinum was the first one. Okay. So this is the second game we've played with uh, dual screen. Yeah. But Platinum didn't really, even as the third game, didn't really take advantage of this second screen. Didn't do much. The second screen in this game is pretty cool. It's got all your, it's robust. your menu shit. You can go and check out your trainer card. You can go check out your items and stuff. And it's always there. So like you can pull it up and navigate it with the with the D-pad. Right. But you can also use the... I actually, for the first time, have had my stylus out basically the whole time and that's not yeah they encourage you know not a euphemism it's like the pen they encourage it you also do all your like pokemon move and like pokeball stuff like down there like yeah it's fun everything happens on the bottom screen now like you can hold the ds with one hand the ds light in particular because it's the best machine ever designed yeah um the thing that was also great is that like which i only noticed when we were entering our teams in a pokemon showdown when you look at the summary it puts the fucking stats of the Pokemon on the top screen and the moves and a few other things and like the abilities and the nature on the other screen. So you can get the whole like rundown of the Pokemon. And that was infuriating to me in Platinum that the bottom screen was not the moves. Right. Or, like you still had to just flip through all the pages. It's a pretty um, esoteric thing, but it's super useful for us since we always have to program our teams into to showdown makes it a lot easier yeah so yeah i'm i'm loving the new bottom screen i think i've gotten a lot of use out of it already you know obviously the phone is back and i guess this time because it's a nuzlocke run i'm gonna talk to these fucking freaks and collect their phone numbers youngster fucking joey called me uh, just countless times to talk about yell at me about his rattata yeah 
I'm not interested in your Rattata youngster jelly. But we need those EXP points. I know, I know. I have to actually do it this time. It drives yeah. me crazy, but I'll do it. Yeah. Ugh. You can screen uh, them. It, ma- it makes it easier because <laughs> you just pop up the little phone and you've got your Poke gear, which is a lot like... Um, it seems like it's going to take on kind of a Poketch yeah. application in this game. Because the, the Poketch, we should clarify, like the Poketch was on the bottom screen when you were like not in battle yeah. or like not accessing the menu, but... Depending on what they do with the Poke Gear, we could be seeing some real innovation here. And this is a Silphco territory, which is right, right, right. So so far, all we have really is phone and um, and map, but they work well. I, I'm I'm digging the the bottom screen in this game. Yeah, me too. So we got the Pokedex from from Oak. We've got the egg from Mister Pokemon. Head back to New Bark Town. Give it to Doctor Elm. Professor Elm. Mm -hmm. And before we can even get there, though, Josh. Oh, yeah. As we're passing through Cherry Grove City, a little um, brat. Yeah. In my game, he is called Bad Josh. Oh, of course. Yeah. Buddy, all of these various people keep encountering someone named Bad Josh. Yeah. And is this a reincarnation or is that like... You know, like a few years back, like Arya was a popular name because of Game of Thrones. Is it because there was a bad Josh in Kanto? Uh, it's hard to say. The original one. And like people are like, that bad Josh kind of had some attitude. And then people are naming. I think it's like their Link. babies after bad Josh. I think it might be like Link. It's a reincarnation. Yeah. It's not reincarnation. It's alternate timelines almost, you know? Sometimes it's reincarnation. Sure. Sure. But really, it's just like, you know, that's the hero dies timeline. Yeah, yeah. So this is just bad Josh again. He's back. Like, we haven't heard from heard from Joshua in a while. Is he okay? Probably going to have to come back sometime. Maybe next season so you can do whatever you want and not be constrained by <laughs> some. Probably dumb. needs to be reincarnated at some point yeah. to deal with all of these bad Joshes. So bad Josh encountered me in Cherry Grove City. He wanted to battle. He had a Chikorita. Mm-hmm. Just surprising because I think they're pretty rare. Where do you get that? But I trounced him. Yeah. A Stan- young Stanner ran into, well, or rather, a young man ran into Stanner is a better way of putting it. And in fact, yeah. shoved him away. Pretty fucking rude. And he introduced himself as Fjellstan. Oh. And this guy, like, wouldn't shut up about, like, this, like, I know him. Cool-looking, intelligent, like, talented guy named Josh Fjellstad. Yeah. Cool-looking? Cool-looking, yeah. <laughs> cool-looking's neutral. I don't have to say that I'm good-looking. You know, it's like, cool-looking. Cool-looking. It's yeah. like, maybe it's not good-looking, but it's like, you're interested. You know? Yeah. 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 Striking. Striking. There we yeah. go. Yeah. The striking uh, Fjellstad character. And so this Fjellstan is like all in on this guy. Okay. And Stanner fucking threw down. He's like, no, no, no. And Fjellstan had a uh, Cyndaquil. Yeah. And it got crushed. So just out of interest, because I was like, I wonder what our users see when they just Google Josh Fjellstad. So I Googled you just to see, like, what, like, who are they going to see when they do that? There's some other Josh Fjellstad who There's a recently lot of in here. There's has a made lot of it to top here. three, but everything else is me. There's a image of what appears to be a Pokemon porn in the second row of your results. Yeah, it's some article that I made on the website we used to work at. And then there's a lot of 
politics. Reporting on Pokemon porn, not me. I see I see old Bernie Sanders here. Good. I see Obama. Good. I see my other podcast uh-huh. that you're not even on. Lots of thumbnails from my other podcast that you're not even on. That must drive you crazy. The Suez Canal ship, the Ever Given. There's Jack. Jinx, for some reason. Um, an iguana. Fairly prominent, yeah. Wait, where are you going with this? That's just, well, a I just lot wanted of stuff to see, people would be, uh, want to admire. I just wanted to see what people were getting when they searched for you. <laughs> um, also search for Tanner Greenring. Yeah, now. In the top results. Let's see what's going on over at Tanner Greenring's page. Let's check it out. Lots of pics of Jack. Yeah, there's going to be lots of pics of Jack. Wow, we need to have more pics together, man. Our friend Katie Heaney is in there. Our friend Isaac is in there. I guess I'm next to you, but it's our own images. There's the girls from the Babysitter's Club. There's you and Jack dressed up as Babysitter's Club characters, I presume. Uh, no, your we dress is Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Okay. Because we did an um, interstitial break for the BBC Wow. For a Doctor Who marathon. And once. that's how you get the big bucks. That's how you get the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Isaac. Martin Shkreli. A uh, cat with its head through some bread, obviously. Lots of cats. So yeah, we're we're doing good. Lots for people to stand. If you want to know who we are and what we look like, those are all pretty accurate depictions of us. Josh, we beat Bad Josh and Fjallstan. <laughs> yeah. We're headed back to New Barktown to drop off this egg. Did anything notable happen on your way back to New Barktarn for you? Barktarn? No, we don't have Pokeballs yet. Tell me about it after this break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back in New Barktown, Joshua. Welcome back to New Barktown. Back where we started from. This is where the game really begins. That whole like tutorial interlude where you run up to Mr. Pokebot's house is nonsense. Yeah. You drop off the egg, all that kind of shit. But as soon as you leave New Barktown... Lyra approaches you and says, here's some Pokeballs. Thanks. So now the journey truly has begun. And we are on Route 29, directly west of New Barktown. Mm-hmm. And I encountered, I play this game primarily in the evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, the first Pokemon I encountered that I could catch was called Hootoot. Wow. And I caught it. You won't believe this, but. What? I often play at night. Yeah. And what I caught was a hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. Hoot hoot has hoot. Wait, let me. I'm looking at the name now on our sheet. I yeah. think we're mispronouncing it. Hoot thoot. Hoot thoot. Hoot thoot. Hoot thoot. Hoot thoot. Look at it. H o o t h o o t. Hoot thoot is an upgrade as well. It sounds sophisticated. I caught a hoot And I will say this. I played this entire leg, and I'm grateful for the dupes clause because I encountered a lot of hoot along the way. I think that at least two of my Pokemon already would have been hoot Oh, I think I'm at like three or four. I mean, they're like Rattatas out here. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw one Rattata, and I was fucking like, loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Hoothit's like a good Pokemon, or at least he turns into a good Pokemon. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not I a had an option. Certainly better than Raticate. I ran a Noctowl on Gen 2, and you know that thing could do some damage. Oh, bones. Yeah. So, yeah, I caught a Hoothit on Route 29. And then you make your way over to Route 30, and I caught a Rattata, just like you said. Okay. So, I got a little lucky here. I think. <laughs> Well, ultimately, it was very lucky. We'll get to that later. But I got a Caterpie. I think that's version exclusive. I think I've got... Um, oh, you got Weedle? 
Weedle and Cocoonas, and you've got Caterpie and Metapods. Oh, okay, yeah, because I've only seen Metapods and Caterpies, so that is your your version exclusive. Not a lot happens on these roots, so we're just kind of going to rattle through them, although there are some Apricorns here. I think there's green, black, and yellows that I've encountered so far, and I'm not sure what those correspond to, but I did keep coming back for more of those tasty little morsels. Yeah. But anyway, I made my way up to Route 31. Route 31 is a pretty brief section of game after Cherry Grove City. But there is the entrance to Dark Cave up here, which at this point is not fully accessible or explorable because we don't have Flash. Right. But it's one of the newfangled caves where you've got that halo of light around you, and the halo of light is even better in this game, and I fully think that you could probably make your way through this cave without flash i think so it's also super short from what i remember really compelled to but i spent a long time in here grinding never needed flash so you did it i didn't step in i thought about it and then i was like well i don't want to know yet what i might get well so this is one of the areas where there's two catchable routes in here right there's the route 31 entrance and then there's also something called the route 45 entrance oh 46 so we do have the potential to come back here yeah and catch more pokemon yeah because dark cave will like lead out to that yeah. and if you recall and i didn't do this this time in gen 2 season 2 i did go into that route 46 because there's that little like gatehouse right. that you can go to the foot of it and that's where I caught that Geodude. Right. I didn't do that this time. I'm a little, I'm warier now because it's a Nuzlocke. Maybe I'm going to need that later. Yeah. So I didn't do it. It's a calculation you have to make. The reason I went in here is because I knew that Faulkner was on the horizon. I know he has flying type. And I was like, maybe I should catch a ground type. Yeah. Is that logical? He's rock. It is effective on ground. Rock, rock, rock. Yeah. He's rock and ground. So but. I thought I'd go in and catch a, a Geodude, which I did catch. That was smart. Yeah. But along the way, I did spend some time battling in there. And along the way, in addition to the Geodude I caught, I fought a bajillion Zubats. And I fought a Pokemon that is exceedingly rare. I only saw one. A disgusting little Pokemon called Dunsparce. (laughs) Who has been my You Make Me Barf Pokemon before. But in full 16 plus bit glory, was just heinous. There's no charm to this thing. It's just gross. Bugcatcher's it's just gross. Sound off in the comments if one of you fucking likes this thing. Have we done this before? No, we asked that about um that sunflower Pokemon. Sunflora, that's Sunflora. right. Well, Dunsparce, come on. It like opens its gross little the mouth. Sunflora at least has it's some gross okay little stats. like toothless mouth. This sucks. Like, what 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 is it? It's like a larva of like well, a Well, in the uh, on the Bulbapedia page it's described as land snake pokemon. Okay. Which I don't understand cuz all snakes are land snakes or most of them. You know what's also disgusting? It's got wings. Well, the wings are awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. But the fact that it doesn't evolve is infuriating because it seems like it should evolve into something like theoretically cool. This should be a Magikarp Phoebus situation. Yeah, it should. It turns into something be. fucking sick with like it giant into, wings. It turns into nothing. And the other th- and we touched on this in the episode with Well, Dr. you know what's Lava. confusing, Josh? Well, look how big the it is. The next Pokémon is 207 Gilgar and it's like clearly Gilgar. Oh, Gilgar. Yeah. Like Gilgar is definitely meant to be the Dunsparce evolution. Just make this thing the pre-evolution of fucking Gligar and get it over with. Gilgar. Gilgar? Look at this thing. Gilgar's got a scorpion tail. It's It's got wings. There's an L. I know. (laughs) Definitely, definitely, 
Dunsparce at one point was supposed to evolve into Gilgar, and they didn't do it. That would make it much more acceptable to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't like fucking Gligar either. Yeah, I don't like either of them. I, I don't like any of it. I think he's gross. He's my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Do you want to talk about how it's four foot 11 as well? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay. And you can only find it in dark caves. Imagine that. Walking through a dark cave, you put your hand on something fleshy, and it moves, and it's huge. It's four foot 11. And is it like... Like a cobra where it can like come up like that, or is it just this big fat like? It's like a it's like a grub de- digesting like snake. Yeah, grub. Yeah. It's a grub. Oh, I hate this thing. Fuck this. Yeah. The reason why you wanted it was interesting. I sort of did want to catch a Dunsparce because I was reading up on Dunsparce, and apparently it's got a cool ability where it's called Serene, Serene Grace. Grace, which means which, that it any move how does that, that thing, does that thing has no grace. No, I know. And it's not serene. No. It's the opposite. It's hellish. It, 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 and it evokes it rage. Yeah. But anyways, Dunsparce has this ability called Serene Grace, which is any move that has like a secondary status changing effect. So like Thundershock, which has a chance to paralyze, it doubles that chance. This is pretty great. And because it's normal type, it can learn a billion moves. So... The trick with this thing, it doesn't have a lot of hit points. Its stats aren't great, but you can teach it a bunch of these status-changing moves and using Serene Grace, like, up your chances. And just, like, you want to teach it a move that paralyzes and you want to teach it a move that causes flinch. And then you just drop paralysis and flinch moves on your opponent and they're stuck. They can't do anything. Yeah, like, it makes Bite have a fucking 30% chance? That's crazy. Yeah, a flinching. So I want I wanted to play with that. That seemed like an interesting thing, but it seemed pretty rare in, in Dark Cave, so I didn't get my chance. Maybe yet. I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it. Yeah, I haven't been in there. I did not go into Dark Cave. Otherwise, Route Thirty One is is a fairly straight shot. I caught a Bell Sprout. There's a lot of Bell Sprouts in this area. This is when I played at night again. So I got Spinarak because the, the Caterpie is a daytime one, and I, I right. but uh, Spinarak is nighttime, and I got a Spinarak. Are you going to run this Spinarak? Well, I have to. I guess. Ugh. Right now, I have to. I ran an Ariados. It's evolved form yeah. way, way back in the day when I was a kid, and like its stats are not great, but like you get Sludge Bomb. It has a signature move. Spiderweb is pretty good. I think it has its place. If I were playing... With no restrictions, would I run it? No. No. But do I think it's sort of interesting if I somehow, if this thing doesn't die, <laughs> which seems extremely unlikely. Right. Yeah, I think it could be a little interesting, but like. I'm curious to see what you do with it. Its stats are fucking awful. It seems bad. It's ugly. Its stats are bad. There's nothing I like about Spinarak. Yeah, they haven't done, I don't think they've done enough with like spiders in general. That's true. There are not a lot of spider Pokemon. How are they not messing around with spiders more? There should be a million. There's like eight goldfish Pokemon. Why are there not more spider Pokemon? Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I'm assuming that they've added more spider Pokemon since. The one that I really like is uh, Galvantula. That one Galvantula. is cool. What's the one that has a big water butt? Um, Dewpiter. Dewpiter. Yeah. Dewpiter's kind of cool. Dewpiter, I think, is cool. Is it water type? Yeah, it's water bug. I think that one's kind of cool. That's a cool combo, water bug. I guess it's evolved form, Arachquinid. <laughs> that that line's in, kind of funny and cool. Water bug's sort of interesting. I think it's I an interesting combo, especially because that Pokemon can actually make use of it as compared to fucking Surskit, which sucks. 
Oh, right. Ugh, Surskit. Yeah. Finally, we're at the main event, Joshua. Violet City. Yes. Uh, a robust town full of sights and sounds. One of the first things you encounter is this rotund man. Oh, yeah. Who talks very fast, and he spins out of control. And Gibberish. He ushers you around the city. Earl. Although, I remember in the last game, he like shows you literally every single building in Violet City. Yeah, he does. In this one, he just spins his way to the Pokemon school. Yeah. He does not like whirl he does not whirl and twirl you all around town anymore. I will say he's my stranger danger. Okay. Sorry, trainer danger. Yeah. We didn't have that segment back in Gen 2, so he couldn't get it and he deserved it then and he deserves it now. He talks so fast that you can't keep up, and I think that's his shtick. He's like he gets you because you're just like, what? No, I what? And then like he gets you to follow him into his little like lair. Yeah. And he could do anything to you in there, but what he does is he teaches you about Pokemon because he te- he brings you to the Pokemon school. Yeah, I I just looked him up. <laughs> his full name is Earl Dervish, like a whirling dervish. Like whirling dervish. That's funny. I guess. <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, I guess. But he also looks fucking insane in the anime. He wears like a full-blown leotard and that's like a uh, handlebar mustache. And Wait, then, what's like, his name? Earl Dervish? I got to look at what he looks like. in Handlebar the... hair as well. Um, bow tie, leotard. <laughs> oh, Earl yeah. Dervish. He's my trainer, trainer changer for sure. Looking, Seeing him in the This anime. guy should not be running a school. Yeah, I know, or an academy of any kind. Yeah, this guy's a nightmare. And I get it, like some, you know, if you're playing this for the first time, you would need to know that, like, a paralyzed heal cures paralysis. I guess probably could have figured that Can't out. Can you put that together? To be honest, I, I think I, even I, could have figured that out. The other main site in Violet City is Sprout Tower. Yes, which is the. The large tower that is built on the stock of a giant dead bell sprout. A 100 foot tall bell sprout. It's ancient bell sprout. Ancient, yep. And it sways gently. And they've, they've kept the swaying animation. It looks great. It does. I mean, the building looks great. I mean, this whole town looks great. When you yeah. see it at night, it's got lanterns it's cool. on the pathways that, like, their light will, like, pulse it's beautiful it's like remember when avatar came out and there was like a bunch of people that's like they felt like nostalgia for avatar or like pandora they're like i wish i could live on pandora yeah that's how i feel about violet city it seems very lovely did you uh see the clips of marion williamson interviewing james cameron this week no (laughs) was it about avatar (laughs) 2 it's her Scoring an interview with James Cameron following up on her comments during the her presidential campaign when she said that, like, Avatar was her favorite movie. <laughs> it's fu- some fucking wild shit. She's like, she was like Crystal Mom, right? Was she the Crystal yeah, Mom? Yeah, Crystal Mom, yeah. Yeah. And she loves Avatar. Who doesn't? Me, I don't. <laughs> and you should you should check it out. There's also a really good clip on uh, the Who Weekly uh, Twitter. I'll say this. cross promo. When Avatar first came out, I went and saw it, and I was pretty indifferent. I was like, I guess it was fine. Yeah. And then in the the following months, everyone came out against Avatar, and I was like, yeah, I hate Avatar too. But then our old friend of the pod, David Sims, his podcast, Blank Check, Uh 
really turned me around on Avatar. I had a journey of actually liking it quite a bit when I saw it, and then everyone hated it. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I think it's fine. Yeah. And I've wanted to rewatch it ever since, but because of society, I haven't even, <laughs> and the fact that it takes, what, three and a half hours, and like yeah, I'd have to take film. over the TV, and Bobby doesn't want to rewatch it, so yeah. it's a whole thing. I think it was probably good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to rewatch it before like, whenever the, the next one comes out in shit, but it's good. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Sprout Tower, it looks great. It's got that splash screen that they started doing last gen where it's like they do it with like caves and shit where you get the little like Sprout oh, Tower. Oh yeah, the little like screen. intro screen. Yeah. And it looks great. They've got little Bell Sprout statues everywhere. I cannot remember Gen 2 that well, but I remember a couple things. Mm -hmm. And what I remember is Sprout Tower was much longer in Gen 2. I don't know if that's actually true. And I also remember that Sprout Tower had ghost Pokemon in it. It did. And I don't know if that's actually true. It was like fucking great. Like I caught a Ghastly in it in Gen 2. Right. This one is two levels. Yeah. It's pretty quick to get through. You only have to face like five or six guys. And then there's no ghost Pokemon. There's no wild Pokemon at all. You just face it off against the monks. So I actually caught... <laughs> this is where I caught my Rattata. <laughs> In Sprout on, Tower? On the third floor, specifically. Oh, I, did, I didn't encounter a single wild Pokemon the entire time. I ran into two Rattatas. One that what? I caught and one that I killed. And I'm now looking at the Bulbapedia. And this is fascinating to me because I thought that I played this at night. Which I... No, I did play this at night. And I'm looking at the stats... It says in Gen 4 in Sprout Tower at night from all three floors, actually. There's an 85% chance that you will get a Ghastly I must and not a 15% chance that you get a Rattata. Why do I get two Rattatas? No Ghastlies. I must not have played I didn't night. even fight one. But the weird part is I didn't even encounter a Rattata. What the hell? I didn't encounter anything. I was like, oh, they got rid of the random encounters. This sounds wrong. I mean, this sounds wrong. Yeah. Bulbapedia is fake news. It's weird. I didn't encounter anything except for What are you talking the, about? How could I not see one ghastly? The bajillion bell sprouts that all the monks had. I was here. hoping this was going to be my fucking like thing again. You're going to have to go back. Oh wait, did you catch the rattata in here? Oh yeah, I caught the rattata, but I wanted a ghastly. No, I'm, I didn't catch anything in here. I'm going to go back to Sprout Tower tonight and catch a ghastly. You could get one. Well, you can't It could only ever be a haunter though. Why? Can't trade it. You can trade it to myself. Oh, we did we did that in Nuzlocke the first time, yeah. didn't we? trade it yourself damn it damn it so then you go to the top of this bad josh is up there slash fielstan harassing sages yeah and he's he's like bothering the sage lee who's the king's sage of sprout tower yeah you've just encountered him thrashing sage lee and he leaves with his spoils which is the tm for flash i think right which is now demoted to a tm in this game which Thank is super nice. God. Because yeah. that's not an HM. It's not even it shouldn't be anything. Not even useful. Doesn't deserve a TM either. And then you face off against Sage Lee as well. He's easy. He's just got a Bell Sprout. He's got two Bell Sprouts and a Hoot Hoot. I will say the Bell Sprout sprite I found pretty festive. Because it, it it hops around now. You think he's looking better? It does a little, you know, a little bop. Yeah. I always think Bell Sprout's okay. I just know that you don't like it and uh, no. I wanted to just he say looks like a sex toy. Yeah. Well, I think more that's more Weepin' Bell and Victory Bell's thing, but they all look sex look like sex toys. Um Sprout Towers behind us, we have Flash. Yep. Not not super useful to us yet. 
I very quickly, Josh, dipped down to Route 32 so that I could catch a Marip, which I did catch. Because we were making the notes earlier, I saw that you did this, and then we convened a little bit. You ended up going down there. Yeah, I wanted to see if I could get a couple more levels in uh, after we flipped the coin. Because we are bug catchers. We are flipping coins for every episode once again in this season. It's not going to work out for me on this one. Uh, so we will be battling. You made some progress. You got some good levels. I got a couple more levels. Yeah. But I encountered a Mareep as well. And that's Joshi's fucking sweetie. Yeah, cutie in this game. Wow. Always good. But now it like leaps. It like kind of leaps back and forth. Yeah, it's cute. It's so jaunty. And super useful for taking on Gym Leader Faulkner. That was really the, smart of you, yeah. The that head you of did that. Violet City Gym. Yeah. This gym is super straightforward. You walk in, there's a little platform that takes you to the rafters. It's like platinum style where they make it really elaborate and you just like step in and it takes you up on this fucking like elevator. Yeah, it's cool. And they've got like remixes of the gym music and the gym leader music was fucking I don't know. I thought the whole thing was pretty thrilling. Yeah. It was good. Up in the rafters, there's two cronies. Each of them have one single Pokemon, I think. Yeah, it's like a Spearow, and then the other one has a Pidgey. And Faulkner is, is pretty straightforward. He's got a level 9 Pidgey and a level 13 Pidgeotto. Yeah. Fairly easy, although the Pidgeotto's fucking roost ability was a pain in the butt. Yeah. But I I zapped him with my Mareep's electricity and killed them both fairly quickly. And then he gives you roost, which is nice. Yeah. I have use for that. Can I tell you about what happened to me here? Yeah. I forgot about our gym leader level cap. Would you cheat? No, I had my hoot hoot was what I was making my like ringer. Okay. Um, because I can't use my starter. I didn't want to risk the, like Chikorita dying right. to a gust. So I leveled my Hoot Hoot to level 13. And then while I was fighting the fucking cronies, it leveled up to 14. Okay. And so then I was like, oh shit. So like I can't use Hoot Hoot anymore. So you had to DQ. And I did have a Butterfree at that point. Because you know I love the fucking confusion butterfree play. Yep, yep. But then I had to I had to go back out, level it a couple more times. I got the butterfree up to level 12, which is when it learns poison powder, stun spore, and sleep powder. And then I went back in there and I was like, all right, well, I can run this. I'm going to assume sleep powder is going to hit. And like they're just not going to be able to fucking touch me. Right. And butterfree is going to go first because it's the highest evolved. That work? Yeah, it did. Should have just gone and caught that Mareep, man. I just forgot that Mareep was on that route. I mean, I looked it up because Route 32 is accessible, and I'm going to play by Tanner's cheatsportation rules, where it's like, yeah. if a place can be reached, I'm welcome to go reach it, you know? Yeah, and I forgot about that, too. So I will probably be milking that as well. That's Faulkner behind us. Kill count, zero for me. Zero for Josh. You want to talk about our teams real quick before we battle? Oh, yeah. Can I tell you about Attorney Wills? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a lot to say. Yeah. Level check. <laughs> yeah, here's his level check. So Attorney Wills' team, as described before, are all named after charities. If any of the Pokemon die 
in my journeys, I will donate to the charity in question. Uh-huh. Mareep, level 13, named Fleecehaven. Okay. Fleecehaven.org. Fleecehaven is currently home to in excess of 120 retired and rescued sheep. Wow. Each and every sheep rescued by Fleecehaven is provided with permanent sanctuary with a guaranteed life of loving care and affection. Beautiful. Totodile, level 12, is named Everglade Fund. Okay. Evergladesfoundation.org. The Everglades Foundation works to protect and restore America's Everglades through science, advocacy, and education. I feel like that's going to involve a lot of seawalls. I don't know if they're doing that, but that's good. Rattata, level nine. Okay. Apopo, apopo.org. <laughs> Apopo. The Rattata is good. Apopo is um, it's a Dutch name. Mm-hmm. It stands for something in Dutch, so it it's very hard to pronounce but apopo addresses global issues through research development and deployment of scent detection technology at its rat and dog training research centers in in tanzania and seven other countries these are landmine sniffing rats yeah anti-personnel landmines detection product development and i am not gonna try to say what that is spelled in dutch how that is said in dutch because <laughs> it's about 200 characters yeah Bellsprout level 11, Power of Flower. That's good. POFproject.org, Power of Flowers project shares hope and happiness by providing kind connections to seniors and veterans in care communities. Our dedicated volunteers repurpose donated flowers into bouquets and deliver these gifts to provide an unexpected moment of joy and improve the well being of vulnerable populations. Wow, that's beautiful. Geodude level 10, EDF, the. Environmental Defense Fund, edf.org. For more than 50 years, we've been pioneers using science and different perspectives to make the environment safer and healthier for us all. And finally, Hoot Hoot Level 13, Owls Trust, the owlstrust.org. The Owls Trust became a registered charity in 2001. We recognized that there was an urgent need for an organization to rescue owls and birds of prey in North Wales. Uh, obviously. Yeah. We all know that. So that's my team, and those are the charities I will inevitably be donating to. <laughs> can I can I quickly ask, for Geodude, how did you find the EDF? What was your search there? Search the for rest rocks. seemed pretty straightforward. Did a search for Rocks Charity. Okay. <laughs> okay. The yeah. Rocks need a little help. <laughs> found the EDF, yeah. Tell me about Stanner's team. Well, Stanner, uh, inspired by the 25 Things You Don't Know About Me, has been naming his new friends, which he acts as though they're people, but most people are just that he meets are saying that they're Pokemon. Yeah. But he's naming them about uh, what he learned about T. Green Ring and, and from Steve Human. Okay. So the first one is Chikorita, and its name is Rosencrantz. Oh, sure. From it's level 13. One of my favorite plays, one of my favorite books. I only saw it during the fucking Winter One Axe when I was in high school. So, like, you know, whatever. I've obviously read Hamlet. I'm curious why you love Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Oh, so much. I love Tom Stoppard. Tom Stoppard is my, okay. easily my favorite playwright, and his, his plays turned into books are some of my favorite books. Okay. Love Tom Stoppard. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is dead. Are dead is is a wonderful play. So much fun. I enjoyed Even it. The film of it is very good. Go check out the film. I should just do that because I enjoyed it when it was like my idiot, you know, high school classmates. 
doing it, and I've never seen an actual performance, so... Yeah. Rosencrantz's partner in crime is Guildenstur in the Hoot Hoot, level 14. Cute. And then we've got Kanye West. Okay. Butterfree, clarify here. level 13. Well... Not current Kanye. Shouldn't I say, though, the reason that Butterfree is named Kanye West is because in your document, Tanner's Most Beloved, you wrote that Kanye West, but not anymore. Yeah. And Butterfree doesn't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to use this thing that long, but it's fun for a bit. I love Kanye West, but my love for Kanye West has really tapered in the last few years. Well, uh, no, no further ex- explanation necessary <laughs> Jesus was probably the last the last good one I I don't even know if I would go that far but that's fine <laughs> he's out uh Krillin yeah from Dragon Ball Z Rattata yeah level seven because it's like small feisty fast sure seem kind of fun yeah you're you're a Dragon Ball Z it's fan? like Goku's friend he's Goku's friend who dies all the time so probably also pretty appropriate for Radita. Knowing that factoid, it would have been better that I would have known it, uh, named it after a different Pokemon that I would resurrect because I will not resurrect a Rattata. But I'll probably have all the Rattatas. Yeah. Just keep yeah. naming them the same thing. Yeah. And then Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Which is a Mareep level six. And this is a basketball player who plays for the Toronto Raptors. pretty He's... tall, I looked up. No, and very short, in fact. What? Incredibly short compared to others. I thought it was six foot. Six foot is devastatingly short in the NBA, Josh. He's, well, he's you can't expect amongst me to do that. the shortest players in professional base- basketball. He's great at draining threes, though. The Raptors what suck does that this mean? season. Like getting a three pointer? Draining yeah, threes? Yeah, he's good at getting three pointers. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting way of saying that. He looks like Drake a little bit, which is weird because Drake is his friend. Because Drake loves the Toronto Raptors, too, because Drake is from Toronto. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. So, Mareep, uh, I guess I got that wrong, but it's because Ampharos becomes really tall. And I guess not tall enough. Not tall enough for Van Vliet's very short. Not tall enough. It's like four inches shorter than me, Josh. Well, I didn't have time to go through the the whole list that you gave me. I, I looked up like four of them, and they were all six foot. <laughs> yeah, they're all So then short. I was like, okay. A lot of my favorite basketball players are... Short kings. Well, nobody's going to be taller than that. Then, like, yeah. then that's who it is. Fred Van Vliet, which I thought was kind of a funny name yeah. for a Marie. Anyway, next up is Spinnerack. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Straightforward. Funny. I didn't I didn't ever mention Spider-Man as one of my favorite characters. What? Did I? Yeah. Oh. I had a, uh, what are your favorite comic book characters? You had yeah. Spider-Man in there. Didn't I say Superior Spider-Man? Jesus. I don't a different guy well it says spider-man from superior spider-man it's a different guy josh what the hell is superior (sighs) spider-man i'll tell you right it's complicated but dr octopus was dying and he found a way to transport his spirit into peter parker's body and he killed peter parker and took over spider-man's body and he became the superior spider-man where he learned how to be a hero, but he was like cold and calculating and analytical. And it was a wonderful comic from about, I don't know, eight years ago. Okay. It was like, what if Doc Ock tried to be Spider-Man and tried to be a hero? And it was really good. Was he good at that? Yeah, he was really good at it. Okay. That's interesting. I it was I always thought Doc Ock from the movies, because I've never read any of the books, I mean the comic books, 
uh, was interesting as a character. Yeah. So I kind of like that as a twist on him. That's cool. It was a good comic book. Anyway, Spider-Man, the Spinner X, level three. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to be... Um, Probably the linchpin in me losing this battle. Let's throw to battle and find out, Joshua. Bug catchers, we'll be back in a second. We'll tell you who won this first battle. That's going to be Tanner this time. Who knows? We'll see. Josh is a superior Pokemon player. We'll be back in a few minutes to catch you up. All right. Well, Josh, or, or <laughs> sorry, I guess I shouldn't call you Josh. I guess I should call you the mayor of Cheatsportation. Secretary, Secretary of Sleeps. Secretary of Do you want to describe what happened? Sleepsportation. Sleepsportation, yeah. Do you want to describe what happened? I knew that my only chance would be if I could put as many of Tanner's Pokemon to sleep as possible. So I opened with Butterfree, Kanye West. Yeah. And just fucking slung you put Sleep Powder out. It didn't matter who it was. You put every single one of my Pokemon And to Tanner, Tanner smartly did open with Hoot Hoot, but his Hoot Hoot had keen eyes and not insomnia. And mine does have insomnia. So I was like, oh shit, I actually made a mistake. Butterfree might be in trouble, but his Hoot Hoot just went to sleep. And then you tore through my team. Yeah, I put Mareep to sleep. I put Totodile to sleep. And then I just flung some confusions out there. And you did take Butterfree out eventually with Mareep when it woke up. Yeah, it took too long, though. And then uh, that was it. That I had yeah. Chikorita clean that up with a razor leaf. And then you had Bellsprout was the last one. But I had all five of the other ones. So I just swapped out for Hoot Hoot. And did a couple of clean pecs. Let's get back into it. Let's go for round two. We'll see you in a second, bug catchers. Okay. Joshua, you were so convinced you were going to lose, and you beat me handily in both games because of your fucking Caterpies sleep powder. <laughs> you once again. Well, Butterfree, these Butterfree, days. you once again put all my team. Guess to Kanye sleep. West still got it because he was like a monster in those battles, yeah, huh? Great. You put me to sleep. You killed You killed all my guys. <laughs> you put them all to sleep, and then you killed them. It's fucking mercenary. You murked them. I will say I made an offer, and I think it's a respete on both of our sides that I could play with no sleep powder, and Tanner still said. Just no, it's it. it's fair rules in this game, and someday I'll have Pokemon that have reliable sleep moves, and I I'll want to use them, you know. So I did open with Chikorita on this one, but and I beat Chikorita. Yeah, you killed him, and then Butterfree. Uh, and I was like, well, it's obviously time to just yeah. put everyone to sleep because I do have a level three Spinarak and a level six Mareep and a level seven Rattata in the back end of this. So thing. congratulations! But this is also to say, I want to give a respete to Butterfree. Yeah. Overrun. I feel like Butterfree actually is like, when I think about it, the best, most consistent, like early game Pokemon that I can ever have. Sleep Powder's like, brutal. I mean, so it's is, gotten me out of so many fucking yeah. problems in so many games with like, it makes every starter irrelevant because it's like, oh, if you have Charmander in the early games and then Brock is a problem, it's like, no, because I got fucking Butterfree here. Right. Or you're in this and it's like, oh, I got Falconer here and I got Chikorita. No, it's fine. I got Butterfree. And I got I got Tanner here. No, it's not a problem. I got Butterfree. Yeah, Butterfree put all my guys asleep and you destroyed me. Early game powerhouse. So off to an inauspicious start to season 4B for Attorney Will and Testament, but... Joshua, that's 
episode one of season four B. It is. Uh, Bug Catchers, thank you for joining us. Please, please come back next week for for the continuation. We're going to be going through all of all sixteen gyms of Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Wow. Next week is Azalea Town, which is our, our friend Bugsy. Well, I'm, I think I'm well set up for Bugsy. Yeah, this is another reason why Chikorita is not well placed. Yeah. Uh, I remember. So. I, uh, you'll, re- re- you'll recall that I had Chikorita when we played through this game the and, first time. Yeah, <laughs> notable. Scyther is level 17, so any Pokemon you bring in for the gym battle... Unless we decide to uh, do away. remove the filibuster and then get rid of that rule. Uh, <laughs> 17 is not very high. Level 17 is the highest for my Hoot Hoot, for example, which is already level yeah, 14. That's not very high. Could be problematic. Problematic. All right, butt catchers, we will see you next week. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. I know we say that every week, but if you haven't done it yet, take five minutes to go and do it. It helps tremendously. And then give us a follow on our social channels at EXP Share Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash buttcatchers where there are a lot of them playing on Nuzlocke as well, and you can commiserate in the weekly level check threads made by our moderator, Mike Levine. Yes. And compete to be a, a trainer of the week and trainer of the season, which we recently had. We have a lot of guests planned this season. One of them may be joining us next week, but we are still working through the details. So it, we may be on our own or you may have a guest. You'll have to and it, tune in to find out. If we lock it down, you'll hear me saying who that guest is right now. Yes. <laughs> Next week, we'll be joined by Ahmed Ali Akbar, host of See Something, Say Something, the podcast. We're excited to play some Mon with him. All right. Bug catchers, Joshua, I'll see you next week. Smell you later.